they started surveilling a rabbi's property and telling him to not invite family and friends over for religious gatherings within his own home. Hi, I'm Peyton Luke and you're watching First Liberty Live. Now the case that we're going to be discussing today takes place in Beverly Hills, California. Now when you first hear Beverly Hills, California, you probably don't first think religion or faith-based observances. And it sounds like the city and a lot of the neighbors want to keep it that way because they are, get this, threatening a Jewish rabbi from hosting people within his own home to celebrate religious activities and festivals. So another interesting fact on this case to note is that the gatherings are not open to the public and began as a means of supporting an aging Holocaust survivor who's also homeridden. Now, on top of that, they've been surveilling the rabbi's home and guess what else the city has done? They have issued a notice of violation prohibiting all religious activity at the home with non-residents. And this happened just this past June. Here to discuss all the details is First Liberty Council, Ryan Gardner. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. For sure. And so now my very first question out the gate has to be, can the city even do this? So just telling the rabbi who he can invite into his home and what he can do within his home. Like you can't invite outside friends and family to come celebrate these religious activities. Well, the short answer to your question is no, they cannot do this. And as we're talking about this case, let me just set the stage a little bit. Imagine you're hosting a Bible study in your home. You invite a few friends over, you open the door to let some of the friends in and you notice a car that you don't recognize is sitting right outside of your house. In the following days, you discover that that was a, a city code enforcer, and then you keep seeing that car outside of your house day after day after day. After that, you get a letter from the city telling you that you cannot engage in any religious activity within your own home with people who don't live there. That's exactly what our client is facing in this case. Wow, so they literally have people that are staked outside the house to watch people going in and out and see what they're there to do? Yes, and it goes further than that. They aren't just passively observing. They're photographing these people. They're taking pictures of their license plates and continually monitoring him like he's engaging in some sort of criminal enterprise. Wow, and haven't we heard there's reports of like drone usage yes, as well we as ticketing on the street only on the Sabbath day? Those are both correct. We've heard reports that the city has used drone surveillance over the property to see what is going on and that they are also engaging in selective enforcement of parking regulations as to the exact street that the rabbi is located on. So, okay, so let's start from the beginning. So how did all of this start? Well, I guess we'll start with, with our client, Rabbi Alulian. He's been living in Beverly Hills for years and he's been doing this exact kind of thing for years. As you mentioned earlier, these intimate private gatherings within his home began as a means of supporting an aging Holocaust survivor. And what he's doing today is sort of carrying on that legacy. Mm -hmm. He moved into the property that he's currently in uh, like back in October. And he did this for months without incident until some of the neighbors decided that they didn't like the fact that he was hosting religious gatherings within his home. And so they complained to the city around February of this year. 
the city, funny enough, launched an initial investigation and looked into all of this. And they actually said initial at, at the start that there was no violation here. Nothing to see here. The rabbi has a right to do this within his home. Yeah, and they dropped the charges. Yeah. They closed the, the, the investigation, basically. Sure. But as squeaky wheels often do, people kept complaining and yeah. kept complaining and kept complaining. And so the city reopened its investigation and, and has been doing so with increased vigor ever since then, which is where we're at now to basically daily surveillance of this rabbi as he's just attempting to live out his faith with his family and friends and neighbors. So what is First Liberty doing right now to defend the rabbi? What's the process and what are some of the things that you're implementing right now? A few weeks ago, First Liberty sent a letter to the city demanding that it withdraw its notice of violation that is forbidding the rabbi from engaging in religious activity. This is an affront to the Constitution. The, and it's, it's, an, it's Orwellian almost what the city is doing in the type of surveillance that they're doing and just the level of intrusion. Our, our Constitution has always considered the home to be an especially protected place. All houses of worships are, are protected by the U.S. Constitution, but your home is even doubly protected by the Constitution, and what Beverly Hills is doing here is invading both of those. Sure. And you said that this originally began with a neighbor just complaining, right? So Correct. why do you think the neighbor and then now the city are singling out this particular rabbi? Do you, does this feel like religious hostility? It does feel that way. What the neighbors have said is their reason for complaining is they're complaining about parking, noise, and trash. Now let's take each of those in turn. First with parking. The street where the rabbi lives is a huge street with large shoulders that are big enough to easily accommodate cars on both sides without impeding traffic in any ways. There's even a bike lane on one side separating the shoulder from the road. As to noise, the city has not alleged, and, and we don't believe that there is any sort of noise violation happening here. We're talking about prayer gatherings here, so it is not some, some rambunctious party, as you might imagine, going on in other Beverly Hills mansions sure. around the area. Yeah. And finally, as to trash, which, which is the funniest of all in a lot of ways, they're complaining about extra trash being put in the receptacle in the alley. And those are the basis by which the city is, is doing what they're doing. Wow. And now, for some people that might not be familiar with the Shabbat, or also known as the Sabbath observances, um, can you just explain the meaning of that and why this is important for him to host it within his home for some of his family and friends? Absolutely. So Shabbat and the Sabbath are inter interchangeable terms, and they, it occurs from sundown on Friday to sundown on, on Saturday. And it, it is a, a day of rest is, is what it's supposed to be. And as part of that, the Jewish faith believes that you are to make Shabbat a delight. And one of the ways that they traditionally do this is through gathering together for a meal on Friday nights. And also they would engage in other religious activities while they're there, but it is centered around a meal. And so the rabbi engages in that. He also engages in daily prayer meetings with his friends and family. And the thing about the Jewish faith is to do certain prayers you have to have what is called a minion, and that, that is a 10 males over the age of 13, which is the Jewish age of adulthood, in order to engage in certain prayers. And one of those is called the Mourner's Kaddish, 
And so when you lose a loved one, for about the year after that, you're supposed to gather to engage in this mourner's Kaddish, which is one of the things that the rabbi offers to those close to him. Mm. And the city was trying to keep him from hosting that. Exactly. Yeah. And along with, with Jewish holidays, for example, in the time that the city has been monitoring him, the Jewish holiday of Purim happened, which is recounts the story of Esther and the saving of the Jewish people from an extermination mm -hmm. plot. And it's somewhat comparable to our Halloween in a lot of ways because uh, Jewish children will, will wear disguises. And the idea there is that in the book of Esther that God was acting in disguise in the background. And then, of course, in April, there was Passover. And as, you, as with our Easter, that was a very large Jewish celebration with the Passover meal being perhaps the centerpiece of that. Yeah, so that's as if... You know, for Christians, if they invited family and friends over to the house after Easter Sunday church service, the city essentially was like, no, you can't have people over at your house. Yes. That's as if yes, that's exactly what they're doing. The city is trying to say that because the rabbi likes to get together with friends, family, and neighbors on a regular basis. That are non-residents within that, his that, home. Exactly, that are non-residents. He is somehow operating a commercial synagogue, which is a ludicrous position to take. Wow, wow. So what are the next steps legally, and what do you ultimately hope is the resolution in this case? We are still waiting to hear back from the city from our letter, and we are hoping that the city will do the right thing and, and realize that its initial conclusion back in March that there was nothing to see here was the right one. But if they don't, we are prepared to pursue all legal remedies available to the rabbi to make sure that he has the right to continue his religious activities. No one in this country should be persecuted for their prayers, but that's exactly what the rabbi faces here. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing this story. It's, it's been a privilege and we've loved hearing about it. And thank you for defending individuals like this rabbi so he can be protected and freely live out his constitutional rights. Absolutely, it's an honor to do so. If you would like to support the continuation of the work that First Liberty does in defending religious liberty, be sure to check out FirstLibertyLive.com and on the homepage you will see the red donation button. First Liberty, fighting for what matters most.